Hello, and welcome to the Carry On Jack episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you like it. Well, speaking of things that we hope you liked, that we hoped you like, uh, we've just watched Carry On Jack. What is your immediate response, Fiona? It's not my favourite. Mm, I got that impression. <laughs> but it wasn't really a proper carry-on film, was it? Why was it not a proper carry-on film? Well, there was only two carry-on people, possibly three. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, the the story kept me interested. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, there was a lot of, lot of things that weren't... It was not more slapstick. Now, I know Carry On is slapstick, mm-hmm. but it, it just seemed to be very different to the other Carry On films. So what was what were the most obvious differences? I don't know, or else I would have said it in the last bit, <laughs> wouldn't I? Well, I think it's strange that the one thing you haven't said is it wasn't very funny. Well, no, but that was... <laughs> but none of them are very funny. Well, I, mean, I, I do find them funny, um, but I think that's just down to not having the people in it. Right. I mean, Hawtree, there was a few bits in this that I liked of his. All of your laughs in this one involve Hawtree. Well, that doesn't surprise me because he was the only funny one. <laughs> I mean, I, I also did think that it was interesting that Kenneth Williams had a different character because all the others have been a very similar character mm-hmm. for him. So that was quite interesting, and I think he did do it well. But I didn't like the character. Oh. I think you might have a bit of a problem in the future. Well, no, I know that's... <laughs> I kind of recall that that's the way he is, but um, in this film, I did like him being so... Everyone get on to be nice. Right. So... Yeah, but I thought um, Hawtree did well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what laughs did I have? Uh, you had laughs at, uh, would you like to go to see friend? And he said, <laughs> see what? Go and see what? Uh, and uh, you laughed when um, Albert was on lookout. And uh, Walter, who is Charles Hawtrey's character, came and asked him what he was doing. Um, yeah. He was on a look at a man. It was, uh, he wanted a man with uh, a keen, inte- keen, intelligent mind. Oh, and you're on the lookout for him, are you? You kind of laugh at that. Um, why are a lot of Spaniards bathing in Littlehampton? You, yes. you had a laugh <laughs> at. And... And your last laugh was when Hawtrey was at the wheel and uh, Kenneth Williams, they spotted a ship ahoy. <laughs> ship ahoy. And Kenny Williams said, not so loud, and said, begging your pardon, ship ahoy. No way, I found that funny place. So those are the four laughs of Carry On Jack. That's not enough laughs. Not enough it? laughs. The same number of laughs as Carry On Constable, which I think you didn't particularly enjoy either. I like that more. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> but, well, let's let's have a, a more general chat about some aspects. We're back in colour again. Oh, yeah. Was that interesting again, that colour? See, I... And, and coming from someone who who's not tends to be drawn to a black and white, mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to be flexible about it. Oh, but... I don't... You don't really mind if they're in black and white or in colour. Well, I mean, that there was a lot of... 
big shots and boats and things. Yeah. That were quite impressive. Yes. We weren't all the same housing estate. No, no, it wasn't all the same housing estate. But it, it just shows you, you know, that it's, it's something that obviously wasn't made by the BBC, but something that folk often say about the BBC is, oh, they can do costume drama so well. Mm. Maybe it's more a British thing as we know how to do costume drama. There were some scenes that were blatantly a model sinking. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's in a studio and someone threw some water at the man. Mm-hmm. But there were, yeah, you, you generally... The full-size ship that you saw sailing mm-hmm. was made for the film. But I do... I, yes, I did think it was uh, generally higher production. It was a higher... Well, was it a higher production or was it just because it's historical you notice it more? No, no, I think it, there was... The fact that there was a big ship and... Mm-hmm. Outdoor seat, yeah, all of that. I'll tell you what else there were. Costumes were lovely. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's truly were. Yeah, um, they're quite elaborate, weren't they? They were. The um, the governor, the Spanish governor's coat was something else, as was the Spanish peasant's clothes, actually. Yes. And the and the naval uniforms and everything. I could just see you in that coat. In that coat with a, how would you describe that coat? It's it's difficult even to describe it. It's almost like it's lots of little circles of different colours overlapping each other. Right. Do you know what I mean? A coat of many colours. A coat of many colours. But but yet all all that, that purple colour. Mm. Alright, so just just me that enjoyed the uh, the governor's jacket. Yes. Well, no, yes, you enjoyed it more than I did. Okay. Now, the other thing that you said while during the titles was... Bernard Cribbins! Cribbins, well, yes, Cribbins. What did you think of the Cribbins? I liked him, but he's the Cribbins. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily think of him as, as carry on. As carry on. And he's quite, uh, he could do the clumsiness. If it hadn't been him, which of our carry on regulars would have played that part? Kenneth Connor. Correct. It was the correct answer. <laughs> he was the Kenneth Connor character. He was the Kenneth Connor character. No Kenneth birthday without Kenneth Connor. Is did there it, a story that miss him? I don't think that necessarily I think, is. Um, I think it would be more carry on if it had him in it. Mm-hmm. And I think he might have done that role better. Oh. Would he have been as convincing as... Because, I mean, that was a real romantic lead. You know, can he? him and, the, and Sally fell in love. Yeah, that was very sweet. And maybe he wouldn't have been quite convincing. Not something we'd really seen other well, no, than the very first one. Uh, is that the first one? Yeah, no, it's the first mm-hmm. one. He was... And even then, he was a bit of a comedy character. Yeah. But so was Cribbins. Yes, yes, he was a bit useless. Mm-hmm. Um, another name that you mentioned was Anton Rogers, who you mentioned last time he was in a carry-on as well. I know the name, don't I? Yes. Anton Rogers is from Freshfield in May to December. And which one was he in this one? He was Hardy in the very beginning at the death of Nelson. Oh, uh, so not a big part then. Not a big part at all. Right. But then there were very few people who had big parts in this. Well, there was the two men. Mm-hmm. Um, the two men. You know what I mean. The two bad guys. Yes. Mr. Howitt and Mr. Angel. Yes. Yes. So it was quite nice that the, one of the burly men called the other one an angel. <laughs> well, that was just his name. I, think. I know, but it was. They didn't make a lot of. They didn't make a gag of that, as you as you might have thought they would do. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you're right; they weren't that many. 
Great characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, shall we talk about um, the storylines? Well, there was the sort of love interest in the mutiny. Was there any other storylines? Mm-hmm. Well, it was all. I think there was all kind of little stories stuck together. So there was Albert gets on the boat. There was the and the press ganging and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there was the mistaken identity bit, mm-hmm. or you know the hiding. Then the kind of mutiny bit. Mm. Then they were trying to get home. Yeah. At the same time as the the men were trying to had their fantastic plan for overturning Spain by basically fooling the governor of one city into thinking that they, yeah. they had some cannon trained on him. Um, so there was a few little stories that, that went there. Were you on, on that cannon training element, mm-hmm. they left a dummy to make it look like there was someone there to yes. stop Why couldn't they have just left one of the men? Well, True. Because it but, might have foiled the plot and it, the others getting the boat. Yeah, and it would also prevent anybody coming on and just taking the boat, <laughs> which is what actually happened. Yeah. Yes. Um, what about when they were ship? or they thought they were shipwrecked? With the cow in the rowing boat. I'd say when the cow was introduced, I commented to you, was ever a plot point more obvious than this cow is going to have a part to play in this but film? They were dying of thirst. Why weren't they drinking the cow's milk? They were, they were starving as well. Why weren't they eating the cow? I know. And why were they talking about eating each other before, like, the cow? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that bit. Mm. Not thought through. Not thought through. Don't like that. Um, one character who was seen very briefly, who I kind of felt a bit sorry for, was on the boat there was a whole band which had a little drummer boy. I know. What do you think he would have been subject to? All kinds of horrendous things. Mm-hmm. Which one might think that not really the subject for a pastiche of a comedy, but then <laughs> is that what we're doing? When um, that's what they're doing. All right. When the pirates boarded and it turned out to be Sally's right. old fiance, it was pretty clear he was going to rape her. Yes, uh, that's the one thing I wrote in. It was a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, not that. Actually, not just the fact that he was going to rape her. But the when they went to the governor's office, yes, and Angel took the girl, the oh, yes. girl, and mm-hmm. says, "How long have you been at sea? Fifteen years. So well, you know what to do then." Mm-hmm. As if she had no say in the matter, and that was perfectly acceptable. Yes, but she. But I must admit, a historical piece can hide a lot of. It was a different time. Do you mean like the, the early nineteenth century was also a different time from the middle twentieth century? Yes, but. <laughs> Again, it, it was not something I would blame the carry-on people <sighs> to say. So you started to defend the carry-ons. Well, no, I'm just saying that um, it wasn't just about... It was a different time when the film was made. It was about representing a different time. Okay. Um, but I just... There's two layers to that, mm-hmm. and, and one hid the other, I think. You spoke during the credits also... Well, what you said was... Where has, the, where has the alliterative titles fucked off to? I'm glad yes. I said, I'm glad I said the budget was explicit. I don't think we've ever been explicit before, but now I can be by quoting you. Um, but I did then point out to you that in fact. None of them had been alliterative. Well, carry on cabby, carry on cruising, carry on constable. Yeah. Three of them had been. But, but carry, carry on, on sergeant, carry on nurse, carry on teacher, and carry on regardless. Four of them. I know. Hadn't been. So there was never alliteration. I think it's generally. because when I saw the boat, I was expecting it to be Carry On Columbus. Oh, right. 
no, that's not for a while yet. Yeah, I've got a lot of delights <laughs> before that one. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be others that come back with all the better characters, and I'll enjoy it more. Why was it called Carry On Jack? Is it about... I was going to say Eden Jack. Oh, no. It's Jolly Jack Tar. Our sailors are called, or were called, Jolly Jack Tars. There you go. So there you go. Every so day's a school day. <laughs> he didn't wonder why it was called Carry On Jack all the way through. That There was nobody called Jack in it. It wasn't about Jack and the Beanstalk. Or it had crossed like my mind once or twice, but I thought I'd be showing my ignorance. But to be honest, I don't mind being ignorant about that. All right, okay. But you see, it's, think how much, how many historical concepts you could learn about from that film. I think there's be- better mediums. Well, maybe there are, but... but isn't it one way to teach people? No, this is a pr- primary reason for it to exist. But press ganging, keel hauling, although we didn't really know what that was, the ins and outs of politics yeah. in the uh, early 19th century. Mm-hmm. Yeah? I'm defending the carry-ons. Yeah, I know. Okay. <sighs> Tumbleweed. I have not much more to say on this. All right. Well, will we go through the characters then. Okay. Okay. Don't I don't want to be forcing you to do anything. You're going to have highs. You're going to have in lows. In a carry-on journey. Right. Here we go then. So, I'm obviously now showing Fiona photographs of the the main cast, of which there are not many. Here we go. Kenneth Williams as Captain Fearless. Was he good? He was good, but I didn't like the character terribly much. Okay. Nope. Bernard Cribbins is Midshipman Albert Poopdecker with a hyphen, RN. I liked him, but I think Kenneth Connor might have been better. <sighs> Juliet Mills as Sally. I didn't hate her. Right. What did you think about the fact she ran away to sea to find her boyfriend who'd gone away years before when she was 13? It was a different time. No, that was a different time, wasn't it? Um... She changed her mind quick enough. For, I don't know, I quite like her and him, so that probably warmed me to her mm-hmm. a bit more than some of the others. But uh, but she didn't wow me over either. She certainly wasn't funny. Okay. Was she meant to be? don't think she was necessarily meant no. to be. Um, apparently Liz Fraser was supposed to play that part, mm. but there was some sort of issue. Okay. Well, I don't think she would have been... Hidden as a boy, even half as well as Juliet Mills didn't really hide very well as yeah. a boy, uh, as a man. Uh, Charles Hawtrey as Walter Sweetley. I did like him. He was. I think this is one of his best performances. Yeah. Although his wig was terrible. In 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 a production where a lot of the value was on screen, costumes and sets, etc. But I think it was his just, wig's awful. But it's meant to be. Yeah, but it was also clearly a wig. Yeah, but. Um, Okay. Donald Houston as Mr. Howitt. I didn't like him, but I'm not sure you meant to. You're not to. meant to. I think part of the problem with this film is Donald Houston and uh, Percy Herbert as uh, Mr. Angel, they're too nasty. Yeah. And they're too burly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're sort mm-hmm. of attractive men and stuff. You don't get that in carry-ons. <laughs> Are these attractive men? Well, manly men. Manly men. You get them in carry-ons. Men's men. Men's man's men. For men. <laughs> Just for men. I mean, 
me look at that sultry look. Mm, that's uh, Percy Herbert as uh, Mr. Angel. Yeah. Jim Dale as eager as what was he called? Uh, eager carrier. I liked him. I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Well done, Jim Dale. Patrick Cargill as the uh, governor of Spain. Let's try to look at this coat. Um, he was very vanilla, wasn't he? <laughs> he played the part well. No, he didn't. I didn't hate him. A special appearance by Cecil Parker as the first Sea Lord. Neither up nor down about that. Oh, I didn't like him. Ah, this is Hook, played by our old friend, Ed Devereaux. Was he someone? We've spoken about him in several previous carry-ons where he's had literally one word oh, to say. Yeah, yeah. he got a big part here. Peter Gilmore as no, uh, like Patch. Him. Now, Peter Gilmore, actually, I should have mentioned last time, because he was actually the guy who held up the taxi at the end of carry-on cabbie. Held up? Okay, he took them hostage. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't like him in that. Didn't either. like him in that either. You don't recognise him. I mean, to be honest, our generation tend not to. He was a massive star in the 70s. He was in a uh, drama series called The Uneden Line. No. I bet your mum fancied him. I'm sure she did. Should you want me to find out? You can find out at some point. Okay. And the wonderful Marianne Stone as one of the girls from Dirty Dicks. Why is she mentioned as opposed to the other girls? Because she's Marianne Stone. She had lines. Not many, but she had lines. Uh, she made no impression it's on me. You. Now, one of the other girls in Dirty Dicks you might have recognised, although you only saw her, I think, very, very fleetingly, if at all. Mm. But... There you got a picture of you. Uh, yeah. Almost 40-odd years later, she turned up uh, in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, like, I'm going to recognise that. <laughs> Do you think that's interesting? But, but that sums up about would be there. It's a hard slog this week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, Out guys, this, is, this can't be fun to listen to, but no, you're going to have please, some of it. Please stick with it, because, you know, it might get good. When we play the Who's Dead and Who's Not game, I'll give you a hint. Only three members of the cast of Carry On Jack that we have here are still alive. The two girls. No. One of the girls. Um, that girl. Juliet Mills. Yeah. Still alive. 75. And I would then say... Well, Ben and Cribbins is still alive. Ben and Cribbins is still alive. And the pirate? No. We've met him before. We're going to meet him again. Oh, um, him. Jim Dale. Yes. Still alive. Right. So, have you got anything else that you want to uh, mention about Carry On Jack? No. I have to say, it is one of the weakest well, that's good. entries in the series. So it's not going down terribly. It doesn't get much worse than this. That, that's and something to... Personally, I think it gets better, a lot better, very quickly. Okay, that's fine. Then. So, okay. Not uh, that I wasn't, I was considering... I think part of the problem with it is that it's ten minutes before you see a familiar face. Yeah. And even then it's Charles Hawtrey and you think, well, he's not the lead, is he? No. And I think that's the other problem is neither really Williams or Hawtrey, or the only two that we know from the carry-ons, get to be the lead. Mm. You know, you would think they had done something like that. Another interesting thing is, if you remember the last film, Carry On Cabby, wasn't written as a carry-on, mm. but was very carry-on-y. Yeah. Whereas this was written as a carry-on, and really isn't very carry-on. No. So, 
Um, yeah, so, uh, therefore, the, perhaps there's only one question left to ask, which is, do we carry on? Yeah, go yeah. on. Are you looking forward to getting all the old gang back? I want um, a proper carry-on film. I can't end just, it with you just, that. You just want Joan Sevens, don't you? I just want Joan Sevens. <laughs> I haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> well, she, she, is, she, just, and she you comes know, back. She comes back. I'm at least going to stick at it till Barbara Windsor turns up. All right, okay. And I think so. that's a long haul. Do you think that's a long haul? Well, it might be. Um, well, uh, just therefore, uh, remains for me to say, um, thank you very much for listening, especially to this one, because I think it has been a bit of a slog, even though we're only just at the 20-minute mark. Hooray! Um, I, I'm sure it'll get better. You, you can do your stuff about Twitters and That's what Twitter. I was going to do. Okay, I'm just going to do it. Um, <laughs> you do that, then. Get in contact with us at uh, carryonpodcast at gmail.com. Don't just sit in the background whittering away. <laughs> Sorry. Carryonpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at, at carryonpodcast. Um, please leave us a nice review on iTunes or a bad review on iTunes if you don't like it. But either way, give us five stars because that boosts you up the uh, up the rankings. Um, so, uh, therefore, uh, please join us again next time we... Carry on up the missus. Bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless.